Good morning, everybody. I'm Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio, and it's amazingly the last Monday in March 2023. It's March 27th, so thank you all for being with us here today, and I got a nice show for you. Okay, with uh, Kayla Fargo, who's the Director of Marketing over at uh, GoGuardian, which is, uh, we're going to talk about a a company they work with, uh, that they own called Tutor Me. It's all about tutoring in, in schools, K-12. And she has brought two special guests with her, Lisa Stanley. Dr. Stanley is the superintendent of the North Texas Collegiate Academy, which is a public charter school district with four campuses, pre-K through 12. And also Neil Kellogg, okay, and Neil is the director of educational technology services at Oklahoma City Public Schools. We're going to talk about the impact of tutoring these days and i think i've said this before many times on the show this is this is a sea change if i may the way tutoring has impacted schools these days because it helps social emotional learning post-pandemic it takes the pressure off the kids takes the pressure off the teachers helps sel at both levels and also helps teacher retention and helps student success it's a it's a whole big thing and it's the whole world has changed Okay, since the pandemic. So we're going to talk about this with these three wonderful guests. My name's Larry Jacobs. We're going to archive the show over at ace-ed.org. That's the home website of our American Consortium for Equity in Education. And please go over there. Everything we do at ace-ed.org is free for educators. We publish a wonderful magazine. We think it's wonderful. So do the readers. Goes to an awful lot of readers. It's called Equity and Access. And it's at Talks focuses on those subjects, okay, pre-K-12. We have a website linked over there called teacher-retention.com, another one called seltoday.com, and just a ton of information for educators. So please go over and check it out over at ace-ed.org, where you'll see the podcast link, and we archive every single podcast that we do here on Education Talk Radio. First, we're going to travel. We're going to go to Oklahoma and, and the, their rival state, Texas. I just realized that. Okay, how close you guys are down there. But first, we're going to go to Wisconsin and say good morning to Kayla. Hi, Kayla Fargo. It's Larry Good here. morning. I'm good. How are you? Thank you so much for having us. Are you kidding me? It's a pleasure to have you here. How's the weather in beautiful Madison today? Uh, we are just emerging from the depths of winter. We've got a hopeful forecast in front of us for the week, so so we're we're looking forward to spring up here in the north. Yeah, I live in Maine, and we had two inches of uh, slush on that uh, Saturday night, but we are too looking forward to springtime, which seems around the corner. And I hope it's already spring down south. Let's find out. Lisa, how are you today, Dr. Stanley? Hi, good morning. I'm coming to you from sunny, um, warm, happy North Texas. So our weather is much better than what you guys are experiencing. (laughs) Are you in the panhandle or where are you exactly? Oh, no, sir. I'm in North Texas. I'm just about 20 minutes north of Dallas. Oh, okay. Okay, good enough. Okay, like North Dallas 40. I remember that book from years and years and years ago. Okay. And yeah, this is great. All right. What town are you in? What town? I'm in Denton, Texas. Oh, sure. Okay, good enough. Lisa, it's a pleasure to have you here. I'm going to ask you, as soon as I introduce Neil, I'm going to go back and ask the both of you to, discuss, to describe your uh, your district. So, Neil, good morning. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, everybody. How's everyone doing this morning? I am here in, actually, we're all sunny a little in Oklahoma City as well. Um, but 
unlike Larry, I don't look forward to the spring because that, that just means severe weather and thunderstorms and and lots of nervous people. <laughs> yeah, and actually, you proved that. Unfortunately, down south proved that this weekend. I hope Mississippi's recovering yeah. pretty well from all that. It is scary down there. Okay, and please don't misunderstand. Spring is spring. It's always nice, but kid, you know it's interesting when you say that how the different perspective across the country is. Okay, Neil, you know it can be a little shaky in springtime. Okay, down there and here we're looking forward to it after the winter blizzard. So it's interesting. Okay, I want to go back. Thank you for pointing that out, my friend. Okay, and uh, let's go back to Lisa. Let's start there. Lisa, just tell us about your school district, okay, which I think is is an important topic. It's a public charter school district. And that, to me, is an amazing, and it's been around for quite a while, but I always say to people, charter schools are public schools, all right? And and we, we now refer to those groupings of campuses as districts, okay, which is good. It just shows how education is changing. And I think that's a very important thing. So talk about your North Texas Collegiate Academy, Lisa, Dr. Stanley, where you're the superintendent. I am the I'm the proud superintendent. This is my 22nd year with North Texas Collegiate Academy, oh, but my 11th year as the superintendent. Um, and we are a public charter school district. We serve um, our student demographic are at risk. Um, so we have a collaboration with 16 other independent um, school districts, traditional ISD. school districts um, yep. in our area. Yes. And so we serve students, like I said, 98% of them are considered at risk um, and um, 97% are economically disadvantaged. And then 27% of our students are experiencing homelessness. Uh, right oh. now, so it's um, oh. it's an incredible organization of schools wow. um, that are um, a lot of heavy lifting for our teachers and our staff, um, but we're just really blessed to serve these students and to um, hopefully make a difference um, in their trajectory. And if I may, we are blessed to have you doing just that, okay? So uh, it's a lot of blessing this, I got to tell you. Um, you know, we're all about equity and access here and making sure that every kid gets a good education. And you're up against a lot there with that. What are the, if I may, what are, besides the at-risk term, what are the demographics of of North Texas Collegiate Academy? Sure. We are 90% students of color, um, with um, Hispanic students being our lead population, followed by um, African American, um, and then white or other um, would be our third um, category. And right now we speak about 19 different languages. Um, Spanish being primary, and then Swahili um, secondary. Really? I wasn't expecting you to say that. How interesting. Okay, that's fascinating to me. And, you know, you know when, when, how, how was the, the, uh, the school district supported? I always like to ask that. Is it public funds that does this? Because this is extremely we are, important. Yes, as a public charter school, we're supported through state and federal funds, but we do not receive any of the property tax dollars or uh, and we don't call for bond elections. Those stay with the traditional ISD. Um, so we, all of our funding is just through traditional state um, average daily attendance funding through the foundation wow. school program and then through um, federal grants. It's about Great. 9 or 10% of our budget. <clears throat> and say it again, how many students are you servicing now? Um, we're, our cap is 1,000, so our charter can serve 1,000. Wow. And um, beyond that, they have to go on a wait list. Wow. 
Good luck. We're going to talk about this in detail, but you're doing a great job down there, and thank you for doing it, and the best of luck. And, Neil, you're in a good-sized city down there, okay, and I know it's a pretty cool city. Tell us about Oklahoma City Public Schools. Well, Oklahoma City Public Schools is one of the largest school districts in Oklahoma. We've got Mm -hmm. about 34,000 students in our 33 elementary schools, 12 middle schools, 8 high schools, 4 alternative schools, and additionally 6 charter schools within our 135 and a half square miles in Oklahoma City. Um, You know, demographic-wise, let me pull up the data here, so I'm giving you some good solid numbers. Um, We are 56% Hispanic. Uh, yep. About almost 20% um, black students. Then it goes down to uh, 13% Caucasian, multiracial, Native American, Asian, and, and Pacific Islander make up the, the remaining oh, approximately 10%. Isn't um, that English language like learners have got about 38%. Of, district. 38%. Yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm mumbling to myself. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Um, our district is about, about 88% economically disadvantaged students. Um, 38% of those students are, are English language learners, as well as we have about 16% of our kids are special education. Um, we also have a wow. good representation of the Native American tribes in OKCPS. Um, so we, we've, we really run the gamut. Um, uh, let's see, real quick here, we have 63 languages that are spoken in our district and 70 Native American tribes. Wow. Well, you know, I've always lived in the Northeast and Midwest, and I got to tell you, when I still remember the first time I was in Oklahoma and I was getting gas in the car, and a gentleman pulled up in a car next to me, self-serve station. He got out. I looked at his license plate, and I I believe it said Cherokee Nation. Okay, it was a long Mm -hmm. time ago now. And literally, I had never seen anything like that in my life. And I actually walked over to the gentleman and said, why do you have that license plate? Why isn't it an Oklahoma plate? I'm not from here. And we had a nice conversation about that. Okay. And it's, it, to me, it's such a fascinating piece of American culture. Okay. That the fact that we talk about the Native American tribes down there and all that sort of thing really is a fascinating state in that regard. Okay. And you painted a great picture. Okay, of what Oklahoma City schools are like. And you heard me mumbling to myself. I was very surprised when you said that it was what, 56% Hispanic, right? Latino? Mm-hmm. Wow. Correct. I was surprised at that. Okay, that that number was so high. Okay, and uh, wow, it just goes to show you, okay, how this diversity in our nation is literally everywhere. Okay, from what Lisa said a few minutes ago to, to you, Neil, and the stress that the kids are under. All right. It's it's a lot these days. And that's why I'm going to swing. But it's a brilliant segue back to Kayla. OK, because the, the world has changed. OK, and we've got to make sure every kid learns properly and gets a full advantage. And that's why the tutoring is so important. We're talking about tutor me. OK, which is go guardian dot dot com, the overall company. Kayla, can you explain that so everybody gets that? Because I did a lousy Absolutely. job of it. Yeah. No, you didn't. You did a great job, Larry. TutorMe is part of the GoGuardian portfolio product. So if you want to learn more, you can go to TutorMe.com. We partner Thank with you. schools and higher ed institutions across the country to provide school districts and all of their students and teachers with access to one-on-one, on-demand online tutoring. So you heard it from from uh, our, our other here, Neil and, and Lisa. They did a great job capturing just how diverse the yeah. school districts are that we partner with. And our goal is to make sure that every kid, 
every learner has access to the one-on-one -on -one support they need to make progress in their in their learning journey. So that's what we're on a mission to do. Thank you. And it's tutorme.com. That would be a good place to learn specifically about tutorme, right? Absolutely. I just want to point people in the right direction there, Kayla. This is really cool. Now, this is interesting to me, and I think this is fascinating. All right. Neil, I want to go to you, and we're going to swing to you and Kayla first, okay? You are the, the Director of Educational Technology Services. You are not the Director of Student Services. You are not the Director of Academics. You are the Director of Ed Technology, all right? And how does Ed Technology – and by, by the way, you remember COSIN? We work very closely with them. Yeah, I, mean, I was actually yeah. in Austin last week at the COSIN conference. Yeah. You saw all my buddies, Keith Cougar and Keith Cougar and the gang, okay? And I hope it was a great yeah. conference. Oh, get a good time, okay? That they're Excellent great. Conference. They're a great organization, and Keith is a terrific leader. I got to tell you. All right, talk to me about the conjunction of technology and tutoring, okay? Because mm -hmm. normally when I do a tutoring show, I don't get the director of educational technologies. Yet it is dependent <laughs> on that. So, Neil, you're on. Wow. Well, I think, uh, you know, technology is, is the, the playing field leveler for students. Uh, provide them access to resources that may not be available in the physical classrooms or in their schools. Uh, helps these kids that are in remote or low-income areas, which we have a lot of kids. Again, 88%, as I said earlier, that are in low-income low areas. You know, the same education opportunities that other kids in other more privileged areas might get. Um, uh, the diversity and inclusion that it provides for these kids, facilitating collaboration with students and teachers across the world. Um, as we saw in the, in the pandemic, I mean, technology really came to the forefront. These are things we've been doing for years in the technology world, and suddenly everyone had to, had to make that shift. And so it, it's my department. We work directly with our IT department. We work directly mm -hmm. with our academic side of the house. We work with student services. We're kind of in this gray area that we touch everything because now, yeah. especially again after the pandemic, technology touches everything. It, it really does, and you said it before. Okay, so uh, people would say uh, public like education is the great equalizer, and I agree with that statement. Okay, but I also agree that in this day and age, it's technology. Okay, mm -hmm. that 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 creates the equal education opportunity. All right. And I'll say this you know, this way. I live in Maine. Maine, people don't realize how big a state this is. Okay. And I live a long way from a very rural areas up north, seven, eight hours from here, still in the same state. Okay. Those kids deserve the same education. They deserve the same quality physics educator, I mean, as, as everybody else. Okay. And we can bring that to them. That's where technology equals the playing field. Okay, and your description of that was great, Neil. Kayla, let me swing back to you. As you guys go into school districts, how, how do you work with the technology department? Uh, that, that, this is a great, great way to start this conversation. Kayla. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think what it all boils down to is one-on-one -on -one tutoring has long been upheld as one of the most powerful interventions that students can have access to. And delivering really high quality tutoring programs at scale in person is just a it's, it's a lot of work and it's really really difficult for schools and districts to do at scale yeah, it is and so that's it is step in we you know we leverage technology 
to provide those types of really high quality one-on-one -on -one interactions between tutors and students at school. So through technology, we're able to alleviate the burden of finding um, you know, recruiting really great tutors off of the school district. We, we alleviate them of the mm -hmm. having to administer programs. You know, we take, we do the heavy lifting of recruiting and vetting and approving all of the tutors on our platform so that school districts don't have to and so that their educators can, can focus on what they do best, which may or may not be recruiting tutors. So, so that's how we partner with uh, school districts and, and schools across the country. Yeah, you really do, and uh, and uh, and again, that I always use this one because I was so lousy in physics. The great physics educator, okay, wherever that person may be, can be in Oklahoma City, they can be in Denton, Texas, they can be in, in Holton, Maine, okay, they can because it's it, it's technology that brings them together, and I think that is an incredible point. And you guys finding the right people to do this when school districts are having trouble finding educators. Okay, this makes a lot of sense and it's really, really helpful. Okay, and I'm just curious, Lisa, how's the technology down at North Texas Collegiate Academy? Let's talk about that. That end, Bobby, segue over. Lisa Stanley. <laughs> um, well, thank you. Well, I agree with um, what Neil said when he said the pandemic just highlighted that technology touches yep. every part of education. And so when we were forced by the pandemic to go into remote learning, um, it was a big wake-up call for us that not only did the majority of our families not have a device or internet access at home, some of our staff members, you know, like teacher's aides and things like that, and some of the Good tutors point. we had didn't have. So, and it kind of, it was a shame on me moment, really, because we worked so hard to make sure that we got a device and bandwidth in every student's hand before we ask, wait, do the educators have the tools they need? Um, to you know, to help our students during that pandemic. So it's I agree a hundred percent with what he said that technology touches every part of education, from the teacher to the teacher's aide and the special ed paraprofessional, and um, all the way down to the students themselves. So um, we've made sure we've come a long, long way to making sure every family has a device and that they have um, high quality internet access, whether they're at their home or if they're staying in temporary shelter um, housing situations wow. um, that our students face. Um, but the tutoring aspect has come in um, to us. We originally started looking to partner with TutorMe because some of our students were having to quarantine or isolate during COVID. When, when you know, when there was, you know, go home for 10 days if anybody in the house is sick. Um, here's all your assignments in the Google Classroom. But we didn't have a teacher who could physically just be on call, you know, to assist those students. And so TutorMe partnered well with us for that. But it quickly evolved. Um, we realized the students weren't using it for assignments when they were home with COVID. Our students who were present in the classrooms were logging in um, for tutoring, for extra help during, like we call them workshops, which are kind of like a study hall period. They would log mm -hmm. in for extra and you, you know, you can go into the analytics and look and see, like, at what time of day did they log in? Um, did they request a, a, trans, a tutor with, that speaks a separate language, you know, than English or Spanish, something that we didn't have in a classroom? Um, and so we started really digging into those analytics, realizing the kids aren't just using this when they were isolated at home for COVID. They are really embracing um, virtual tutoring options during the school day, on weekends when they have assignments. They love being able to send over a written <laughs> essay and yeah. kind of review it and just give them not really score it or do it for them but give them some hints on where you know where they may want to revise it so we're really happy that it's 
originally was for COVID, but we're going to keep with it because the students have right. embraced it in ways that they didn't realize. Great. There you, there you go. Okay. There you go, Kayla. They're going to keep doing it. You prove them. You did it right. Okay. That's, That's right. Great. Just here, here. Okay. And you know, Lisa, I got to stay with you on this. You kept saying, you know, when the kids are at home, the kids are at home, the kids are at home, and they were. All right. But you had, you mentioned before that you had a lot of kids who were homeless. Yeah. Okay. And, and how did those kids put all the, if you can, isolate those kids for this conversation? And how did the tutoring and, and the technology and everything work for those kids, which is a whole crazy, terrible situation? Then believe me, sure, you're not the sure. only district that's facing that. But go ahead. No, we're, sadly, we're not. Um, we're just no, a little not. more saturated with it, but every school district um, yeah. is facing this, sadly. Um, but we work very hard um, with our community agencies to get these families into transitional housing or shelters. Um, but there may be one device, you know, at a shelter that all of the, the residents there were supposed to share. So we made sure that every yeah. family and every child had the device and they had their own hotspot so they could log in when they needed to. Um, it, it takes, it's all about relationships and connections and through um, technology, we were able to maintain those relationships and connections with our kids. We had 98% of our students still logged in every day during remote learning. Wow, congratulations. Uh, even despite the, uh, it was phenomenal, but it's, it's the kudos go a thousand percent to our teachers and our counseling staff um, who just went to the nth degree to make sure that they were engaged. But it was technology that was that bridge for them when we couldn't physically be with them. It was technology that kept us connected. See the see that Neil? I'm turning your department into the hero. That's all there is to it. See that? Okay, there you go. Good old Posen and the ed tech departments. All right, uh, Lisa, stay with me for a second. Again, I want to ask you this. Okay, and I'm going to ask Neil the same thing. One of the purposes, one of the true purposes, if I may, things have changed a little bit, but one of the true purposes of of, of tutoring is to improve academic performance. And I know there are a lot of other things going on we're going to talk about, but academically, and let's use tutor me as the example, okay? Let's start with Lisa. Lisa, how did it impact, how does tutor me impact academic performance? And remember, there was a lot of learning loss, everybody. All right, so just, Lisa, what's, what happened with that? Academics, I'm going to ask you the same thing, Neil, in a minute. Go ahead, Lisa. We've, we've done some deep dives into this um, because now we have, you know, a couple of years worth of data um, to look at since, you know, kind of post-COVID um, when we were in remote learning. Um, and so now we've, we've dug deep in realizing that our students who are accessing the online tutoring options, um, on an average, of course, every child is different, but they've improved 9% over the peers who did not log in and take advantage Whoa. of this. Um, so it, to us, it was almost double-digit gains, um, and we, we've asked the students, we've gone to them, taking it all the way down to the student level and saying, look, look at your scores. When you log in and you're accessing TutorMe, um, whether they're helping you with written assignments or a math assignment or whatever it is, um, your scores are 9% higher than your peers who didn't log in, and they say that they just enjoy, they sometimes ask for the same tutor if possible, because well, they are building a relationship with that tutor. It's yep, not always yep. possible, because the tutors aren't available 24-7, but right. uh, the same tutors aren't, but um, they build a relationship with them, and they really like specifically with TutorMe um, that they can choose to have the camera on or off, and the they can ask their tutor to have their camera on or off. 
So most of them are asking tutors to turn their cameras on because they want to build that physical, they want to see somebody that looks yeah. like them and speaks like them and who is assisting them with the work. And it's all that relationship building. That, that's a very interesting statement. Neil, what did you find academically from using TutorMedia tutoring service? You know, a lot of what Lisa said is this applies just to um, one thing that we benefited from with, with the pandemic, if you call it a benefit, but it is a benefit, is we were able to switch to a more robust assessment system in our district. We hadn't really had anything that was a unified system that we could really look at students' growth ongoing over the course of many years. So this past year, we switched to something that's going to give us much better, um, a much better view of students' uh, achievement. It's a nationally normed assessment that we can give at the beginning, middle, end of the year. Um, we can better track their growth. So we're really seeing some of those initial indicators that she's talking about. We're seeing those in our students, where the kids that are on there on a regular basis, the ones that have looked at just at their fall to winter um, growth scores, we're seeing some good good growth over their peers uh, who are not using TutorMeet. So we're really looking forward to really diving deeply into these new numbers we're getting um, at the end of the school year and compare it to, to make some comparisons to other students around the district. Um, but what I can tell you is they're very excited about going on and not only working with tutors in their, their uh, regular subject areas, we've seen kids mm -hmm. go in just to explore other subjects. Wow. You know, a that's, good example that's cool. was, was a student, a middle school student, when we first opened up TutorMe to them, she went in and was looking at aerospace engineering. We don't offer aerospace engineering in OKCPS yet. I'll say that. Uh, we want to. <laughs> but she was going in and she was talking to, to a tutor about aerospace wow. engineering and, and, and had wow. a 45-minute session with somebody talking about something that she just wanted to learn more about. And now this student is going on there on a regular basis getting tutoring in her in her daily subject area. So we're not only seeing, you know, promising signs, promising indicators of, of student growth academically, but the engagement of the students because they're going in and there's the, the list of subject areas that they have available. They're they're asking questions and wanting to learn more about maybe an area that they are curious yeah. about. And that you, that you guys don't give them yet. Hopefully you will. But this off again, the, the technology, the tutoring, it, it offers them something they didn't have access to before. I mean, it's, it's it, it, absolutely. Look, 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 we may have a budding aerospace engineer, a, a young lady, I might add. Okay, which mm -hmm. is extremely important. I got a show coming up right after this one about an organization called Girls for Tech, trying to get young ladies worldwide in, in, into STEM. Okay, beyond healthcare, a lot of young ladies don't already go into healthcare, but beyond healthcare, and it's 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 a perfect example. All right, and I, I find it interesting. And then Lisa said something that I want to ask Kayla about. Lisa said that one of the things that the kids saw when they got the tutoring, they wanted to turn on the screen because they could see someone who quote looked like them, and that usually refers to a, a tutor that might be African American or Latino or American Indian, whatever ethnic group we're talking about. And Kayla, you know, school districts are having a great deal of trouble, okay, finding people who in many cases look like their students. And how you how are you guys doing on that? I thought that was an interesting comment from Lisa. Okay. Kayla, what's the word on that? People of color. Yeah, to me absolutely. It's important. 
Yes. Yeah, we think that the diversity of the tutor pool and the community of tutors that's available on our on our platform is incredibly important. There are thousands and thousands of tutors on our platform, and that number is flexing. You know, it's flexing up and down every single day. We're constantly yeah. approving new high quality tutors to add to the platform. So it's hard to pinpoint the demographics of the the tutor me tutor community at any given point because it's just changing all the time. But certainly, diversity of applicants is incredibly important to us. Um, Larry, if I may, one thing that I want to circle back to on Absolutely. that's really Please. important that Neil brought up is um, we believe at Tutor Me that for a long time tutoring has kind of been stigmatized, and it's it's really been reserved <laughs> for the kids who are struggling the most. Yeah, and you know, you. I. I I think back to my high school experience and I, I picture like the, the kids who had to do that walk down the hallway to get the extra help that they needed and how shameful that felt and how, how uh, you know, disenfranchised that felt to a learner who was falling a little bit behind their, tier, their peers. Um, but Neil brings up a really great point, which is one that we try to, uh, try to internalize and try to um, promote with our customers all the time, which is that tutoring shouldn't just be reserved for the struggling students. In a classroom where one teacher is tasked with um, providing individualized support for potentially students who are spanning, you know, nine grade levels of academic achievement, yeah, it is impossible right. for that to keep up with all of the disparate needs of that group. And oftentimes, those teachers are spent are tasked with spending most of their time on the students who are falling behind. But the reality is that there are a lot of students in that class who are probably beyond, you know, performing beyond their grade level. They're excelling beyond the, the academic achievement levels of their peers. And so we think that TutorMe is a really powerful resource for those students, too, who are ready to have their, their curiosity sparked who need an extra challenge, who could use, you know, a coach or a cheerleader who's willing to push them even further beyond where they're currently excelling. Um, so, so I just wanted to call that out because I think that Neil's district yeah. has done such an excellent job embracing tutoring, not just for struggling students, but for all students. Here, here. I couldn't agree with you more. And the phrase I like about that is that tutoring is not just for remediation. It is for acceleration. Okay, Absolutely. and Neil broke that up perfectly, and so did you. Okay, and you know what's interesting about it? We, we as adults can talk about that till we're blue in the face. The kids understand that. Okay, the classic example is that young lady who on her own went to the aerospace engineering. Okay, the kids get it. Okay, we provide them with what, the, with what they need, give them the access to it. Okay, the kids get it. Okay, and that's the, that's the bottom line of all this. We got to make it available to the kids. All right, and that's what a service like TutorMe does. I mean, it makes it available to the kids. It's unbelievable. And you just said something, again, that I want to talk about. I'm going to go to Neil with this one. Neil, there's a big challenge out there, and I think tutoring is going to really, really, really help this with teacher retention. And every school district's going through this. Teacher retention, teacher recruitment, okay? But it's more teacher retention on this focus. Okay. Do you see or have you heard, and I'll ask Kayla this too, but I think there's a, a, a correlation between school districts that are going to be using high quality tutoring, helping the teachers teach, which leads to a happier teacher than one who stays at their job, a less frustrated person. Neil, what are your thoughts on that? You know, Larry, I think you touched on it earlier on in the, in the interview here um, where, you know, the teachers are no longer have to be the, the, the sole providers of differentiating learning support. Okay, they don't have to carry that weight. They can refer students who need the extra help or, or as you said, don't feel like they're being challenged enough to go to tutoring yeah. and 
either get help get the help they need to to, to increase their achievement or um, get that challenge from somebody who who can help move them forward again so I think I think you're seeing both things happening um, a tool like tutor me frees up teachers time uh, yeah I look at yeah. I look at our our dashboard and see that, that a lot of the kids are going on during the school day so that tells me that the teachers yeah. are <laughs> getting the kids on board and go in there during the day during class if they need additional help or you know I when I was a teacher we had those kids that were just years ahead of the rest of the class and what do you do with those kids during the class and it's not that we want to put them off in a corner and forget about them but we do want to continue to challenge them absolutely absolutely and do you find me go back to Mike do you find that the when, when the tutoring is made available to the students, it's helpful to the educators as well. Again, I'll say it reduces the frustration. Are, are you hearing any scuttlebutt on that, Neil, uh, from the teachers that this is this is really working and makes them happier? I guess is the way I'm saying it. What do you hear? Anything? Yeah, on that? yeah. I, I, for some, some of the teachers I've spoken to, yeah, they, they're really happy yeah. with having that ability. You know, one of the things that they like about Tutor Me is. The students have to write down, here's what I need help specifically on. And the teachers will help the students write their request of the specific help. So they're not just putting oh, the kids great. in there willy-nilly and hoping they ask great. the right thing. You know, we actually have a form they fill out with their teacher that writes out, I need help with this specific okay. thing, or I need to learn more about this specific thing. So they're, they're, they're working with the kids, and they're guiding them, in, guiding them into the, the right kind of tutoring. Um, and the teachers that I've spoken with are, are excited about that because it does allow them to focus their energies more in the classroom. Here, here. That, that, it's just, it's, it's, tutoring creates this, this cycle of wonder, if I may. Okay, just helps everything. Lisa, mm. what are you hearing on that? Lisa at North Texas Collegiate Academy in Denton, Texas. Tejas, what are, you, what are you hearing about from your teachers about the tutoring and how it helps them? Um. Oh, sure, absolutely. Um, we we did it, like I said, we've really gotten into the analytics of when the kids are logging on and, you know, what the students are accessing TutorMe for. And when we found out and realized that a lot of the students are logging in during their class times, we went straight to the teachers and said, what do you feel about this? Because we don't ever um, want to do anything that would make a teacher feel like we're taking away from their authority in the classroom or letting them be the instructional leader on the scene and every teacher we spoke to said, are you kidding? This is like having an extra paraprofessional for every student in my class. Um, and um, our similar situation, uh, Neil spoke about the young lady with the um, aerospace engineering, yeah. which that's what my husband is. So um, oh. shout out to aerospace <laughs> engineers. Uh, but uh, we had a young lady who um, is a brilliant mind and um, she is um, autistic and she has a lot of social anxiety. And her teachers realized that she was actually, during a social studies lesson in her U.S. history class, was logging on, asking questions um, through TutorMe because she felt much more comfortable behind the screen just talking to someone directly than raising her hand and calling attention to herself in the classroom. And so we asked the teacher, you know, are you okay with this? Do you want us to kind of help coerce her back to you? And she said, absolutely not. Um, student choice and voice is a thousand percent essential. So for this young lady to feel like in my classroom, she has the choice to log in and get immediate support without, you know, spectators looking at her um, and causing more social anxiety. The, because the end result, the goal is for student success. 
And there can be many pathways that right. get that student to the end goal. And so our teachers have embraced this 100%. It's never going to replace them, but it's a definitely no. a beneficial supplement. Thank you. That's exactly right. And the teachers, all, especially these days, okay, and most of them do. I mean, these things are to help you. These, these, these do not take away your, your, your professionalism, okay? This is good stuff, okay? That helps, okay? That's just the way I look at it. And we're going to wind down with, with my friend Kayla Fargo. Kayla, okay, how do you uh, – just talk about the future of TutorMe. What do you see, okay? Anything changing? What, what's going on? Finish it up. Take us home, yeah, Kayla. Totally. Um, what's certainly top of mind for us right now, you've heard, I mean, you've heard so many great stories from Lisa and Neil in the last yeah. 35 minutes about the power that tutoring has on the, the future of a student's trajectory if they take advantage of it. But that's a big if, right? Um, giving students access to a platform like TutorMe isn't enough. We have to get them incentivized and inspired and motivated to actually use the platform because it only works if you work yeah. it. So I think what's on the horizon for us and likely all online tutoring partners in the space is working really closely with folks like Neil, like Lisa, across the entire country to really refine how we support usage and adoption. How do we work with educators mm -hmm. in the classroom to build habitual loops around TutorMe so that TutorMe just becomes a natural extension of the ecosystem of tools and resources that students and teachers have access to on a day-to-day -day basis? Because unless we can turn TutorMe into a habit, we're just not going to we're not going to actualize the potential available here. So that's what's top of mind for me. That's kind of what keeps me up every night is figuring <laughs> out how do we get more students onto the platform and get them excited about having access to this resource. Um, and so, you know, I look forward to working with folks like like Lisa and Neil on solving that problem every single day. And you know, you're absolutely right. The world of education and the pandemic really brought this to the forefront. It is changing out there. It is changing. All right. We all know that. Okay. There are so many challenges out there, but it's also good stuff out there. And we got to make this work and, and change the way we look at the way we educate kids. And one of the ways is to use the technology, if I may, to bring the right quality people to help the kids and the teachers. And that's what this is all about. Okay, it's that simple, and I'm just going to leave it there. Neil, thank you so much, okay? Continued good fortune in good old Oklahoma City. Thank you, sir. My pleasure. Lisa, good luck with that. And by the way, I'm from Philadelphia originally, so I, I, I'm not a Cowboys fan. Does that ruin our friendship? Absolutely Lisa? not, because I root for the Colts, so, <laughs> so we're fine. Keep that quiet. <laughs> Keep, still, that quiet Keep that quiet, Lisa. Keep that quiet. Oh, yes. For sure. That's, that's, that's funny. Kayla, thanks a million for bringing the group together. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. And we'll, we'll do more together. Thank you all very, very much. Have a good day, okay? Take care. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, You're welcome. Bye-bye. <laughs> wow, what a great group, okay? Neil Kellogg from Oklahoma City Public Schools, Lisa Stanley from the North Texas Collegiate Academy in Denton, Texas, which is a charter school network. Okay, and Kayla Fargo, who's the Director of Marketing at GoGuardian, of which TutorMe, TutorMe.com, is part of their umbrella of companies. All right, and check it. This does, there's a changing landscape out there, okay? And we have to take advantage of it. I think it's terrific. We're going to archive the show at ace-ed.org. Everything we do is free over there. You heard it just now. It's all about equity and access. It's about access. 
Okay, let's make that happen. Okay, I'm Larry Jacobs, Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio. Thanks for listening.